This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, what's the Connected Experience? The Connected Experience where we take two people from the same walk of life who went down different paths. We connect them in hopes that they do business together and their business grow. But we also been becoming an outlet for, like, up-and-coming rappers or rap legends or documentary filmmaking legends, legends in the making. So we just use our platform as an outlet to connect people with the listeners and hope that their business grows well. Because the connected experience is not just a podcast. It's who we are. Like, we're going to plug you in, bro. You can have these plugs. It ain't going to do nothing for me just sitting holding on to them saying, I know niggas, man. So if you do shoes, let me hook you up with somebody who do clothes, et cetera, et cetera. So you got some terms or something? I got a book pick. Okay, what's your book pick? My book pick is actually Horse Son by Donald Goins. Now, if you know who Donald Goins is, you know the story. He from Highland Park, Detroit area. Dope ass artist, man. Just a dope writer. But they say the book Horse Son is actually about him. So yeah. this is like this book came out in the seventies. Sometime y'all might want to, hey, check it out. He tell you how yeah. to get that money out them hoes, and that was his name in the book Horse, horse Son. That's your horse son. Yeah. So that was you a dope ill book. nigga son. Remember I had that bitch and you said that. <laughs> Caught her and said that about her, like she or daughter. Yeah, but this yeah. was before like niggas was up on the book. You ill nigga. Because Donald Goins actually got like mad books. He got uh, Kenyatta, Kenyatta's yeah. Revenge. Yeah. That's all Donald. I, is that Iceberg? I get them mixed uh, up, man. Because they they, they, they styles similar, but then it going to a different. Uh, like a different rim. This was actually my favorite Donald, Donald Goins book yeah, because it yeah. actually dealt with the heroin usage too yeah. that his mother was going through. And like, I, I could just see the apartments and I can see the, uh, because the drug yeah, dealers yeah, and yeah. stuff like and that. And then it was based in the city, basically. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, what you got? Man, uh, I don't have a book pick, but we just explained that. Uh, but my last uh, term was impact, and we was going to use that for another show and the impact that people have on the culture at that certain time. So we can still use that with Donald Goins because the impact that he had on the uh, writing culture. I can tell when urban literature writers and authors have read his books yeah, because yeah. it's the way that he described things and then the way that they describe things that let me know that the impact he had on the culture is still prevalent to this day. Yeah, so uh, today we're not going to be connecting nobody. Today we got uh, an artist out of Lansing, Michigan. His name is Mad Dog McGraw. So we're going to jump into an uh, interview with him, get to know him, get to plug you in with him. He got a lot He got a lot of stuff going Always on, real consistent. So we're going to get into that. Well, this is Mad Dog McGraw. What's good with you people? What's going on? What's going on, bro? So basically, uh, we got you here because you got you've been working on stuff. You you've been real consistent, and we've been watching you over the years. Like we even uh, reviewed a project of yours on the College of Hip Hop. We get into that, but like yeah. that was like one of the first reviews we ever did. You know what I'm saying? Then so you from Lansing? Tell us a, tell us what it was like growing up in Lansing, Michigan. I don't know how old you are or what age range you're in. So just tell us like what it was the the climate in Lansing, Michigan when you was growing up. Well, I'm an '80s baby, so. You know, the whole, when the crack boom hit, it hit Lansing, too. Um, I grew up on the north side. It was it was rough in areas, you know, yeah. cool in other areas, you know. Right. But um, overall, I think it was a normal childhood. So when it comes to Lansing, uh, you said the north side, how far is that from, say, uh, the campus? Because if you don't know, uh, Michigan State University is in Lansing. So how far is that from, say, the college versus where you grew up and then the capital 
versus where you grew up? Because it's also the capital of our state. Well, I was probably about like 10, 15 minutes away from the capital. Okay. Probably 25 minutes away from campus. Campus really isn't far away. Yeah. Like, you don't have to take the expressway to go to campus, but... Okay. So growing up that close to the capital, like what's the what's the uh, like the security measures? Because this is the capital of a state. So, with the how, how is the crime affected by that being the capital? So close to it, ten minutes away, forty five minutes on the other side of town. We know it's a little different, but like that close to the capital, like what's the what's the security measures and stuff? Like I know it's hustling going on, but like it's just like a different like yo, don't go down that street. You know that's stuff like that. Or how is that working out? There's certain areas that you definitely don't go if you in that. Like yeah, you know, you kind of keep that contained. But yeah. um, one thing about it is that you're not going to hear about many kingpins in Lansing because they, they, <laughs> they, they're not going to let that happen. Yeah. Right, right. So you know, you might hear a Lansing rapper talking about you know Rick Ross numbers and that such, but it ain't going down in Lansing, huh? Not, not, not in Lansing. No, they're not letting nobody get that big. Yeah, because that would be an embarrassment to the state and to law enforcement. Like. You got like just think about Washington D.C. Like they got like major drug kingpins operating two miles from the White House. That's a federal embarrassment. So yeah. they can't let that happen in states. Also, no, no, not at all. We got a federal building downtown too. Yeah, and ironically, they put the federal building where the West Side used to begin. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, the West Side was the hood. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, they smashed some houses. Put a big old, you know, median in the middle of Martin Luther King. Yeah. MLK. It's always, yeah, exactly. MLK. Always MLK. Yeah. And now they got a big old federal building where the Supreme Court is. Yeah. 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 So, and, so growing up, was it uh, you, mom, and dad? You got brothers, sisters? How was it? I have one sister. Yeah. She's a love. She's twelve years younger than younger than me. Okay. It was it was an average household until I had a brother die when I was eight. Yeah. He was an infant. Yeah. And once that happened, you know, crack kind of took over on my pops and yeah, moms yeah. got a little off. Yeah. It's hard to recover from a death, especially an infant, especially back then because that wasn't common. Not saying it's common now, but, yeah. you know, it happened more than usual, uh, you know. But uh, so that really affected the family. So, like, did you just, after that, you just stayed with mine's pops kind of drop in when he want to, kind of like the typical story. I'm not going to say typical, but it's typical for yeah, a lot of people. Kind of, sort of. Um, they tried, but, um, and I kind of, that's when, after my brother died, that's when I went left yeah. in a way. So what year are we talking? Around? 90. Yeah. I, I was eight. Yeah. Okay, so 1990, you eight years old, so... Is Lansing the only place you ever lived or like? Where? Oh, no. I did all my dirt when I was too young to go to prison. <laughs> no, no, no. I said lived. Like, oh, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> um, I've I've been to a group home named uh, Star Commonwealth in Albion. Yeah. I was in foster care in Albion for a minute. I lived in Grand Rapids yeah. for the, like the last two years of high school. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of big, dog. You played sports in high school? Yep. Nose guard. Yeah. Um, I think I was... All state second team or honorable mention, either one of them two. Yeah, yeah. So did you get to college off of the sports? I could have, but I unfortunately caught a charge and all of the colleges went away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be stuff like that. So how did that affect you, like seeing that like sports could have been your way out per se? So not like out of poverty, but just to a new 
a new life. Like yeah. college, just a different world, man. Some people meet their mates. Some people meet their best friends. If sports get you there, you might say, "Yo, I'm gonna use the sports. I'm gonna get a degree or something." And I'm not gonna be that typical statistic I was from here, and I stayed here, and I can go back and get something. So, how did you feel having that kind of snatched away from you? I ain't gonna lie, it affected the hell out of me. Yeah, I was, I was in a little funk for a minute. So yeah. it made you angry, like, or did you, or or were you disappointed I, in yourself? I was angry in myself. Um. I could have put myself in a better position. And like, yeah. yeah. Um, I came back home, started doing construction, family business. Oh, okay, so y'all family got a construction business? Well, we did. Yeah, that's you know, dope. My, my uncle and my dad and got old. And, you know, they <laughs> yeah. these old cats from Mississippi. So, <laughs> Okay, so let's get into your southern roots. What part of Mississippi is your family from? Clarksdale, Mississippi on my dad's side and Tuscaloosa, Alabama on my mom's side. So have you ever been back to Mississippi? Because that sounds like some backwoods shit. Clarksdale, like anybody from Clarksdale listening, and I ain't trying to diss on y'all, but Mississippi is a place that I just never seen myself ever wanting to go. Like, And we got a homeboy who uh, grandma set him up nice in Mississippi. She actually bought like uh, some property mm-hmm. and then told him like after I died, like used his property to sell the dirt. And he got like piles of dirt that he could sell, and because it's like some red clay or something yeah. down there. Yeah, he got piles of red clay off the property that she bought that he could sell. So it's not a distant Mississippi, but Mississippi just one of those states to say, uh, "Yeah, I think I'm a pass on this one, dog." Well, I mean, look at history. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. Like it seemed like they still in them times. Yeah. Do you remember going to Mississippi as a kid? I remember going to Alabama as a kid. Yeah. Um, all my grandparents passed before I was like five or six. Yeah. Okay. But my only memory of Alabama is going down there for a funeral. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the first place we ever went out of town. Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. With my granddad. Like we went on the road trip. We were like so geeked. Like we couldn't (laughs) sleep. And he, I remember it was supposed to, my grandma was supposed to go. She like pulled out in the last minute and my granddaddy was like, I'm going to take him. Cause we had a garden and we had worked in the garden like all summer, like getting ready for this family reunion, saving our money, you know, getting fresh. And he was like, I can't disappoint him like that. I go. So yeah, that definitely was our first out of town trip, Alabama. You the, know what I'm saying? The one thing I remember by Alabama was the, it was a thunderstorm <laughs> and it felt like God was like above the house clapping. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wake up and it's like branches and trunks all over the place. Yeah. And, yeah, it was it was a different uh, different experience. Yes, indeed. So during all this time, what introduced you to rap music or hip hop? Oh man, I remember like I, I got an old. I don't have an older brother, yeah. but I have an older cousin that's kind of like a brother. Always the introduction that older sibling or cousin, right? And you know, we was you know, and in, in, in our house, we was you know on meager. We didn't have cable. Yeah. Go over auntie's house, go over cuz house, you know, he watching Rap City and <laughs> and yo MTV raps and yeah. he had the two short tapes and the public enemy and the LL Cool J walking with a pan for tapes. Yeah. So of course back then your parents didn't want you listening to hip hop. No. Unlike now. They encourage you to be yeah, rappers. Exactly. My two year old can rap. This mm-hmm. nigga can't even talk. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So it's actually been 31 years since uh, LL Cool J debut album dropped. Uh, it dropped in May 31 years ago. So that's a, that's like 
to see him evolve, to see rap evolve as a business, to see the culture evolve. I was watching the commercial, right? I got a seven-year-old, and she just be like, Daddy, like, they rapping to sell everything. She can't take it, right? So I was watching the commercial today. Dog, they rapping to sell pull-ups, man. I said oh, if yeah, she yeah, would have saw that, that, she would have been so upset. Oh. So think about, like, where it's come from, where it's gone, yeah, and where it's going to go. go. Where yeah. can it possibly go? Where so, can it go? So you listening to uh, LL Cool J, Rap City. When did you know that you, what's the first rap song you ever can remember hearing? Like, the very first one. Wow, um, I don't even know if I can remember because I was—I I grew up in—I was born in '81. Yeah. So I kind of felt like I grew up with hip hop. Yeah, yeah. So for as long as I remember, yeah. Like I remember Curtis Blow songs. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, what made you say I can do this? Because nobody like in our age range just start rapping. No. Niggas got raps that they've been saying in the bathroom, in the shower. So what made you say like, yo, I could do this. I could really release music. I could have an impact. I could make some money from it possibly one day. Uh, honestly, I started out writing as like a getaway. Yeah. Like after the brother dying. Yeah. But the one time that I can say that I actually felt like I want to do this, I saw the roots in common at St. Andrews Hall. Yeah. Uh, nothing like a live show to make you like, especially that live show. What year was this? Um, <laughs> it was my birthday, probably like twelve years ago. Yeah, the roots in common. God, and damn. my wife surprised me with it. That's the, that's a good surprise. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was writing before that, and I was doing a little recording before that. But yeah. that show was like, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. So after, so after. Uh, Seeing the roots in common, you go home and you jump into I want to be an artist mode or like w- w- take us through that process by you already being able to write and you you familiar with the actual structure of a song and stuff like that. Like what about that performance said this is it right here, like the energy in the room? It was just a whole I've always been a roots fan anyway yeah. and common. So it was like the whole just atmosphere all together. And, you know, in St. Andrews, I'm sure y'all have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that atmosphere alone, you know, is kind of intimate. It's definitely, you was upstairs, they was upstairs. No, no. Downstairs? Oh, no, they was upstairs. Okay, yeah, upstairs is hot as fuck, but you still get that feeling. But when shit is downstairs in the shelter, it don't matter who it is, unless they're just terrible, it make you, like, feel, like, close to the music. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'd rather those type of shows than any other shows. The intimate setting? Yeah, I'd rather rather St. Andrews is actually, like, the perfect concert hall. I seen Big Crit at St. Andrews. Like, St. Andrews, the middle floor, the real floor, you know what I'm saying? The middle floor, that's the actual perfect place for a concert to me because the artist is at a certain level either going up on their career or settling down from their career. So everybody there is fans. You remember we walked to the St. Andrews that one time that rock band was in there? Yeah. Well, who the fuck was that? But we went upstairs. We were supposed to go downstairs. No, you remember we was at Sweetwater? Oh, oh, we just went in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know why? Because it was a line of motherfuckers and we like, I ain't heard no promotion and we kept, that's back when we was fucking with the promotion and we was like, we ain't heard shit about this. Like this line is literally and it was down some rock the band block. Bro. It just was some alternative rock band. Like, and we like, what? The, what That's what I'm saying about it being a perfect concert venue, though, because you could get you get a good rock show, you get a good rap show, whatever. Yeah. St. Andrews, shit, an EDM show, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, so what was your first project? With that being 12 years ago, what was your first project that you released? Ooh. We talking like street. No, I mean, long we, as you released it, long as it came out. <sighs> and by came out, if you pressed them up yourself and wrote your name on them and you just sold them at the store. Wow. Now I got to remember. <laughs> um, 
The Jungle. The Jungle. The Jungle. I had a little, I printed up about 100 of them by myself. Yeah. Went, hit the streets on my own. Yeah. You know, little, it wasn't, I don't even think they made Wi-Fi speakers yet. But I, (laughs) I had the headphones and I was slapping them on people's ears. And selling them that way. Yeah, yeah. So what year is this we talking? About a good old nine. Yeah. Oh eight, oh nine. Yeah. Okay, yes. so you're coming up on a decade. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. coming up on a decade. Oh. That's good, the longevity. So let's get into some other projects you released recently, because 2017 and 2018, you've been consistently like, it's, it seems like you're doing EP, single, EP, single, EP, single. So let's talk about uh, 2007, uh, Green Beret. 17. Two, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. 2017, Green Beret. That had a cut on there called I Hate Your Guts, like. That would, <laughs> I, 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 you probably knew once I said the album that I was gonna say that you know what I'm saying so let's 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 go through the mindset of I hate your guts set the tone for that. <laughs> well, honestly, I wrote that first verse at work. Yeah, um, we had got a a new supervisor and he was a brother. Yeah, and I was first thing, of course, you know, like all right, we got a brother. I never think that because niggas mm-hmm. just be black. Exactly. <laughs> you feel Because the first thing this nigga did was cut hours. Yeah. So, so, and I'm in the middle of recording this EP, yeah. and you're going to cut my hours, and I'm trying to do other stuff, and I'm on top of the bills, and just I'm just trying to live, it. yeah. I went on break. I, I wrote that verse. The break was 15 minutes. I wrote that first verse in 10. Yeah. That nigga still worked there? <laughs> he, he in a different building. He ain't in our building. <laughs> yeah. No, but... um, And the second verse I just wrote when I went back home. But the basis is, man... The the term hater has took over such a moxie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in all honesty, all human beings hate something. Yeah. Or we've met somebody yeah. that we just can't stand. We wouldn't piss on if they was on fire. Yeah. I so, toss gasoline on the field, you punk motherfucker. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. You're an ill nigga, son. Yeah, Thanks. yeah. But no, I definitely understand that. And now it's just if you don't even agree with something, the nigga will call you a hater. Exactly. Look, man, it just ain't for me. I don't like it. I'm not hating, hating and saying, yo, fuck that shit, that shit whack. I ain't like it. And then I just move on. Yeah, but a nigga pay like, too much a hater. to yeah. it. And then another standout cut on the Green Beret project from 2017 is HFF. Could you explain that to us? Honestly, Ice T inspired that song. Yeah. Because I was thinking, y'all know he married to Coco. Right. Beautiful goddamn woman. And, you know, she does her modeling thing, and, they, you know. They, like, just, they just go together for real. Man, man, I don't know, but whatever it is, it's, it's lasted a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's working, working for yeah. them. Ice-T ice old as hell, too, man. Hey. That nigga First just had one, a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nigga just had a kid. He old as hell. But like, I, was, I was thinking, you know, you got to be a certain build kind of dude, yeah. a secure kind of dude for your girl to be, you know, stripping or modeling, you yeah. know, you, millions of dudes oogling all on the pictures and, you know, see them in public <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, they don't even know you rap, nigga. They be like, oh, can I get a picture where I'm Yeah, that, fuck Ice-G, yeah. fuck you. That, they don't know you rap. They be like, oh, that's just the one nigga from SVU. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah cuz a lot of a lot of this new generation they ain't listening to They don't they know that Ice-T, Ice-T yeah. a lot of them don't know Ice-T rap. Yeah, cop. So yeah. they relationship expired, inspired that song, Homie Fuck Friend. That's what HFF is, if anybody was wondering what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Okay, so like uh, you wrote that based on their relationship. I see 
Not entirely. Yeah, I'm saying like blueprint. Yeah, that's the blueprint. Is that the kind of relationship that you will want to have? Like, because you feel like it'll be able to last. Um, I think I could handle that. Yeah. Um, would I want it? I don't know. Yeah. Um. I ain't got that big yet. Yeah, I, my nigga, I'm all for the popular woman in the relationship. I mean, shit, I just manage you. You know what I'm saying? We can get money together. Yeah. That's me, but some niggas can't yeah, handle that. Yeah, they can't handle that. Yeah, yeah. That, that wouldn't bother me. I'm like, securing myself. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I would love the fact that man niggas rubbing one out to my bitch because I get the fucker. You feel what I'm saying? Nah, I wouldn't give a fuck about none of that because Cause that's a what bitch niggas and think. She gonna get on your nerves yeah, just yeah. the same as any other any other yeah. woman. Yeah. yeah, every bitch you see that's tight. It's a nigga sick of fucking. That's her. not tight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying woman. whatever you look, every woman you look at and you fantasize how great it'll be, bro. Just put that bitch face on your body when you hitting your bitch, cause you getting the same thing. It's all the same. Or if you put that bitch face on your body while well, you, you hit your, your bitch, bitch body, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say you a weird ass nigga. You feel yeah. what I'm a lot of reality shows kind of kill that fantasy though nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's like Rosa Acosta. Y'all know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine as hell. Yeah. Then I saw her on hip, loving hip hop, LA. And I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> That's because nah. niggas be pumping these hoes up, man. These hoes are trash, man. Not not you, Rosa. I, I don't know if you trash, but I'm saying. For the that. most part, like, yeah. they be couch surfing and shit. And yeah, they, they be just trying to live yeah. up to a certain persona. Them yeah. hoes' beards be on the flow, my nigga. And I ain't, and I ain't, I ain't, my beard ain't on the flow, so yeah. I ain't getting on nobody's flow. <laughs> my my homeboy, uh, I got a homeboy, and he, like, he fuck with strippers and everything. And he used to just be laughing. He, like, man, these motherfuckers, like, in love with these bitches. Like, dog, this bitch got this bag. He, like, dog, I was over that bitch house. It ain't no furniture. So it's an air mattress for real. You know, he ain't gonna lie. What he lying to me for? This my man. Like, what he lying to me for? He, cause he was upset. Like, he didn't even know. Cause he, like, we about to go. We could have got a room, is what he said. Yeah. Bitch, we can get a right, room. I'm not like, sleeping on no air mattress. Oh, air I'm, mattress. Yeah. Yeah. That's disappointing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't expect nothing from him, so it ain't disappointing to me. You yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. I don't, shit, you ain't got no food in your refrigerator. That's that's you. You feel me? You out here fronting shit because that's the thing, especially with this hip hop and with this rap and Social motherfuckers media. feel like you gotta be like a, a certain thing. They try to make like having a job lame. It's like if ain't nobody got no job, then who the fuck? You know what I'm saying? How and the fuck really she gonna get shit done? Really, the shit you doing is work, bitch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what the fuck, man? But, but you, you know how I go. Hey man, I'll be honest. I work in a warehouse. Yeah, I shit. work in the factory. I'm an auto worker, so yeah, shit. shit. I, I work in ain't retail. Ain't no shame in my game. Yeah. I, I get a check, a, and I, you know, I work in Meyer Warehouse. Yeah. I get paid every week. Yeah, and I got I said, a union job. All these niggas who get fresh, who I, I got the numbers in my call log. You ain't even go get fresh. You can't go through fresh without coming through me. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. It don't matter. If, so I don't give a fuck about none of that shit because, like, I think that's where a lot of people creativity come from too. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like your goal is to get up out this bitch. You go push a lot harder. You gonna be able to see shit a lot different. You know what I'm saying? You gonna be able to just shape your life differently. I don't think you know. I don't think nobody who go take care of their business a sucker. I think I don't knock a nigga for nothing he no, do to sir. get paid, bro. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I don't give a fuck what you doing. Just don't bother me. With just stay out of my way. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If I'm on my way to work and you on your way from a heist. Don't cross my path. I ain't got to shoot you, and I got to go to work still. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. stay the fuck you out of my face. You know? for, for my heist. <laughs> Just put ice up on my way for work. So let's jump into this other project. You got Cap City Cannibal. Now, 
people can't see, but this is a big dude. Like this nigga, <laughs> he ain't like these other rap yeah, niggas. We he might had slap a few of you little rap niggas around. You know what I'm saying? You know what? When I looked at you and shit, I got like uh, a bumpy knuckles type of feel. You know what I'm saying? You listen to him, Freddie Fox. Oh, of like course. when I seen you, I'm like, damn, son. This nigga remind me like just his whole, whole persona. persona. Yeah, yeah, overall, like, like not even... like you biting, but that's just the first thing I got from you. I mean, I see a lot of these niggas, and they remind me of like women rappers. So I just said like <laughs> when I seen you, I'm like, yo, he uh, was a real knuckles. masculine. Like, yeah, yeah, type shit. You feel what I'm saying? But even the music is hard like that. Yeah. Like even with the song titles, you know what I'm saying? Like so on the Cap City Cannibals, you got a song called The Hunt. Cannibals go hunt you, they go eat you. Like so Actually the hunt is some storytelling shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. um actually in the real stories. The first story is me pulling a heist. So you stay out of his way. If you pull a heist, he just try to get to work. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. He just trying to get to work. That was back in the day. Yeah. And the second heist I got I got robbed myself yeah. back in the day. Yeah. I had my little first job. I had a little silk shirt on with the Kango and <laughs> dude ran up on us on the on the east side and the east side of Lansing is cut like that? Used to be. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an east side thing though. It was a gang divide. Back yeah. gangs were big then when I was about fourteen. Yeah. And um the east side was very vice lordish. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, and I was running around with a blue rag, <laughs> not knowing what the hell I was getting myself really into. So you were in enemy territory with that on, basically? I didn't have it on, oh, but okay, okay. we kind of... Because you're from we, the north, so the, we, you, we get it. You know yeah, we, we kind of made our presence known. Yeah. And again, we're 14, <laughs> grown-ass man ran up on us with a pistol. Yeah. And took your shirt and your hat? Took the hat, he didn't oh, take the shirt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we laughing and shit because it's years later. But like, yeah. as a man, how did that make you feel? Did you feel like like a motherfucker never go do that to me again, or you just it is what it is because we just robbed a motherfucker? That and I I learned that that shit ain't that gang shit ain't for everybody. Yeah, yeah, gang shit ain't for me because uh, I just don't want I don't want to have to do something on somebody else's behalf that I just totally don't got shit to do with. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I just don't have shit to do with that. And nine times out of ten, I know y'all niggas going to tell on me if I get caught. So I'm kind of straight on that one. Well, it, it, the gang shit really depends on the, the actual neighborhood. That's, uh, that's really outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's a great mic. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the actual neighborhood. Like, so I, I understand it. Like, if you grew up in the hood... But you like the 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 concept of putting in work for the hood. That's never go. Who the fuck is the hood? Who's benefiting off of me selling this rock, right. kicking this money back? The hood not benefiting from that. Like so, the actual concept of putting in work for the hood. I don't feel that part about right. it because it's kind of like it's tribalism. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's yeah. the part that I love. That it's actually tribalism. Like okay, we are from here. I'm cool with that part. But the actual like when it get into the okay, such and such died. 40 years ago, so we still not talking to this hood, but I got kids over in this hood. You got kids over right. in this hood. It's all still connected, so shit, I don't get that part either, but I get that. So, and being only 14, getting stuck up, yeah, that woke a brother up. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But hey, man, you live, you learn, you make better decisions. Well, I guess it worked out for you in the long run because it actually being – a story to a song you could write years later and everything. I mean, you still hear it. So like, at least it just was a robbery. You could replace anything except for human life. So, so tell us about some other songs on that. That was a standout. You got grown man shit. Yes, sir. That's what the homie Drac and Chris style on the hook. 
grown man shit is basically self-explanatory. You know, like we was talking about earlier, we're working, doing what you got to do to take care of your business and not worrying about what another nigga doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mind, I, I practice the business of minding my own motherfucking business, man. And people, if more people did that, like when I be hearing people say they getting into little certain shit and all that, I'm like... Because you ain't minding your business. Like, if you don't fuck with nobody, I guarantee nobody will fuck with you. Because first yeah. of all, they're going to think something wrong with you because you don't fuck with nobody. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand when people just don't mind their own business, like, on every aspect of life. Like, Well, I mean, a lot of that got to do, too, with, like, social media. So, so much of people's business is accessible that you feel like if it's on my timeline, it's my business. As You know what I'm saying? Think about it, right? So, think about a motherfucker going through it with a significant other, right? You get to see this whole thing play out you don't know behind the scenes that they get back together or whatever you see her out you go try to highlight her and then a nigga be like yeah my bitch told me when she seen you out today you tried to highlight her he dming you saying this don't not i'm supposed to know nigga y'all just was into it two minutes ago on right. the, on that's the why man I, I i been i really ain't been on that shit though yeah like, you know what i'm saying like i ain't been on that shit because that shit put like a negative energy like in your yeah. life because your timeline is always 50-50, you know what I'm saying? Then during the day, it shifts to 75-25 either way, though, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because everybody not following all positive people because, like, you will be following all positive people, but then you following the shade room, too. Yeah. It's called the shade room, or you yeah. following beef alert, too. Yeah. It's called beef alert. So once, because that's the shit you want to read the comments on. <laughs> oh, my God. And then when I, when I started figuring out, too, when I started That people are retarded. It. They can't spell or read or comprehend. Or they just, like, you take for granted that you telling the truth about shit, so then you think everybody else is, and then you get to... Like even if you interact yeah. with them on there, you like this motherfucker. This ain't how life go. Like my life is real, and I'm portraying my real life. And then you fronting this shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like bitches be on buses talking about they catching flights. Like stop with the fuckery. You <laughs> right? Know what yeah, I'm trying to live up to that. Right. Yeah, that's what like, it is. Come on. But honestly, man, I have not been on Facebook for over a year. And, yeah. I, and I bet you, you feel a whole lot better. Just I feel better. I'm more. I got my horse blinders on. Yeah. For my mission. And on top of that, the music then did this. Right. And I I was telling everybody that I was uh, go interview you. And the main reason I wanted to interview you and have you on a connected experience. First, you're actually one of the first people who ever asked to come on. I remember when we was about to launch the show and you was like, yeah. well, can I come on? Yeah. And I said, give it a minute to grow so we can have put you in front of an audience that maybe you couldn't reach or you could put us in front of an audience that maybe we couldn't reach. Because right. when we like disclaimer for people who don't understand who on the show. We're doing the interview so you can let people listen to the interview. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, our people are going to listen because it's our show, and now we need your people to listen because you're on our show. Like, I don't think people understand that. Like, people, because when you asked, we had already been going back and forth doing stuff. Uh, you fuck with Hood Illustrated. You know, that's my people out there, stuff yeah. like that. So it was a familiar name, and I was seeing that you was posting so much, I actually started listening to what you was posting because I was could tell you were serious about it, the consistency. Yeah. So... Now that you own a show and you 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 had done so much since the last time that we even interacted, so 2018, you got Doctor Thunderstroke and you got Ride Along, two singles. So could you tell us about those? Doctor Thunderstroke is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> so that's all like it's, a porn all day. Hey, exactly. But yeah. it's like a post game for the fellas. Yeah. After you get done smashing, yeah. You handle your business. Yeah. You hop in the whip, throw that on. I might beat, circle back around. You know, yeah, the the beat is for the ladies. Some they can shake their ass too. Yeah, and the lyrics is straight up for the fellas. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's some nasty shit. I make <laughs> I make nasty songs. Yeah, I've always have. Yeah, yeah I mean, you said too short was part of your introduction it, to this shit. Yeah, so, exactly, yeah. can't go no other way but that. And then ride along. Let's get into ride along. Ride along is some give you like a West Coast feel. Friday, Saturday night, chilling with your homies, riding, cruising on the hunt for some you know some new strange. Yeah. You know, got a nice bottle. That's how you know we talking to somebody in your age range when he says strange. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Because we all are here in the same age range. Like, niggas will come through and be like, yeah, I was born in 98. You're like, what? <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. Like, yeah. damn, that shit make you feel kind of old. You know what I'm saying? It like, do. Shit, yeah. 98. Yeah. Goddamn, I was in high school in 98. That yeah. was, yeah, that was. So What's think that? about how old a motherfucker you talk about you thirty five, it's a sixty five year old like nigga. I ain't thirty five though, I'm a kilo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I, recently, me too. It's uh, it's so recent that I fucking forget. You feel me? Boom. And you just recently appeared in the G Max mag uh, G Mix, I'm sorry, G Mix magazine. Let's talk about how that went. How did you get how did you get connected with G Mix? Uh, I got a blessing on that. Um yeah. I do I'm an indie artist and I notice a lot of other indie artists don't really do research, yeah. Basically, I Google shit. I I look up radio shows and magazines, and I looked up G Mix, and I got in contact with them. And the interview, I actually forgot about the interview. To be honest with you, I did it like almost two months ago. Yeah. And I got so busy, you know, writing for the new EP and doing other things. Then all of a sudden, I flip over my, flip over my Instagram. I get tagged in the magazine. I'm like. Yeah. All right. And that felt good. Yeah, because yeah. shit always happens when it's supposed to. It come right on time. No yeah. matter what. long as you're putting in the work, that, that's what we always say. Uh, we do interviews and shit. We forget about them. We don't press the issue because when it's supposed to come out, that's when it'll come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, if one more person heard about us that didn't know about us, we we fine with that because, you know, one till two till four till eight. And then. But that was actually the goal with the connected experience to get one listener that, that we, we didn't know. know. And then we actually got one listener that we didn't know, but that one listener turned into somebody that could help us with what we're doing. Right. And that's how we uh that's how we got with a uh, digital soapbox network. We just recently made that happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we did that for Urban Podcast Month. Well, I we did that. it. You know what I'm saying? But we announced it in Urban Podcast Month because he just reached out. He said he listened. I don't know how it came across his plate, but that's dope. You know what I'm saying? And then just like the music, like your music come across somebody's plate and then it's like, damn, you got a nigga listening to you. You you never even intended to listen. Of course, people want like millions of listeners, but I feel it like... It ain't going to start that way. Yeah. if no. it, And if it do, like that shit won't last. No. I never seen a nigga with like a Vanilla Ice type single still with a career today. In music, you might take your money and do some other shit, but Vanilla Ice can't sell a record to save his life. I ain't gonna say that. Well, I mean, yeah, because his moms and shit will buy it. You yeah, know, he can sell a record. He can sell a record. You know what I'm saying? I, I bet you he could probably come out with something. I ain't gonna say it's gonna go gold or platinum, but. If that nigga come out with a record right now and do a tour, niggas want him to do Ice Ice Baby. Niggas, <laughs> niggas ain't, but white folks buy records. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, niggas, I, the word No, 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 nobody ain't, ain't nobody buying records. It's a stream out. Yeah, you know now. Yeah. Get your streams up, baby. So yeah. you said the new EP, the new EP is called Grumpy Old Man. Now, Grumpy Old Man, that well, that could be taken so many ways, especially in hip-hop, because they say you get old, you get to hating on niggas. I ain't saying you hating. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, but that's that's the consensus, that older rappers hate on the young rappers. So is it going to be some hate on here? And when I say hate, is it going to be some truth-telling, and it's going to hurt motherfuckers? It's, go, it's going to be some lyrical ass-whoopings. 
Yes, indeed. I am. But what if a nigga stepped to you like, yo, sir, I wasn't with that lyrical ass whooping. You're going to have to, you gonna have to holler at me. Would you? Some, <laughs> hey, man, as a man, you got to stand by your word. And, some, and voicing your opinion, everybody ain't going to like your opinion. I hope it doesn't come to that, but if it does, no, nah, man, you ain't got to worry about these new cats. You ain't come on. I'm not saying you was worried, but a nigga probably run up on you, man, and buy you some flowers or something. These new <laughs> niggas, man, <laughs> for real, dog. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, it ain't nothing wrong with flowers, fellas. Just don't be buying rappers flowers no. when you a hardcore gangster rapper yourself. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like it's a lot of grumpy old men when it comes to hip hop. Yeah, it is. I mean, again, it ain't popular, but hey, it just is what it is. Hell, I know old white men that hate new country. Yeah. yeah. Do so, you? Because I, I never even experienced that type of thing from other music. Like yeah. I thought like old rock and roll didn't like new rock don't like new rock and roll or So when uh when I uh the title for me suggested that it's about people who, like you would be grumpy if you didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Per se, right? Not you personally, but mm-hmm. that's how they will receive it, that you grumpy because you didn't make it, right? So let's take a, a, a artist who in our age range who felt like his music was dope. It's not about how you feel. It's just about how the audience feel. If the audience didn't want to hear your music, they didn't want to hear your music. The audience is what make the artist. Every artist who sound the same has the same audience. That's why they all have the same cadence and everything because he peeped, oh, they like that from him. Let me do the same thing. And then when you don't do that and people don't like you and people ain't cutting your shit up, that would suggest that you was, you know, not you, but that would suggest that Mm -hmm. people was upset. So, like, I like the title because, one, you can rap. You know what I'm saying? So a nigga can't say, well, he just saying that because he can't rap. You feel what I'm saying? I and then that. You, you make the... You appreciate that? Do you got 16? Because the last nigga the was the from last, last, last nigga who came up here, oh, he made great music. I fucks with Young Dog, you know what I'm saying? But he just wasn't prepared. So then we had another rapper come up here who was from the east side, and motherfuckers is like, yo, dog tore it down. You only like the third rap artist who ever been up here, you know what well, I'm saying? Well, who... who uh, Ain't no like legendary status because we had uh, well we got one coming up so you know yeah. what I'm saying so you will be the third but only the third one who like still on the come up you know okay what I'm so are you afraid to rap on the mic no all right come no, on now, now listen you're doing this to yourself whether you're good or bad so don't <laughs> <laughs> so I ever I do I get a beat because I know a lot of guys like rapping a cappella I don't what, what what beat you want he gonna give you whatever beat you want ah <sighs> just. This your matter. moment, my baby. It don't say it don't matter. Yeah, right? it does matter. You're right. Um, <laughs> you ice, ice, baby. You hell no. <laughs> he was just talking up with uh, ice shit. Give me something angry. Give me something. <laughs> give him some DMX. <laughs> give him some hardcore DMX. Wait a minute, man. They ain't going to pull that shit down because okay. of that. Is that... I got to stand up. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Because they might, you think they going to pull that shit down? Yeah. Nah, because I got to be literally searching for, I... You know the the, yeah. the algorithm of that shit. No, no, you can stand up. You can stand up. Yeah, right. yeah. Just push the mic up. It come out the uh, top. You feel what I'm saying? It come out the top. All yeah. right. Come on, dog. You know I'm gonna come. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Man. Oh wow. You asked for some angry shit. Come on. Get I'm, I'm scared as the last thing. Rebel, renegade on many levels. Back smack cats, keep a shovel in the trunk. What you want? Arms the size of tree trunks, like chicks with five sides of tree trunks. 
Where that Oprah looking like at? So I can bend her over and pound on the cat. McGraw, elegant and Sion G representer. 48910 when you find me when you're in her. Baker Street, catch me at the liquor store. 40, still that G. OE, sip slow. That way I don't get too faded. Most MCs talk shit, but I stay elated. Get the blazing on you bastards that be acting as if you fucking with the lyricist that a herniate disc. It's showtime, and when it's grind time, I show up. Pound my chest, barbarian, what the fuck? Uh. This is totally off the top, not damn thing written. When I'm spitting, this is the equivalent of the earth splitting in two. Hot two on your lawn, like what you gonna do? Grip the nuts every time I see a slut in the club. Bend that ass over, give it a rub. No oil needed. I like my shit firm and scrap. That, that's cool. That's Not cool. quite 16. Yeah, that'll do, though. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Well, definitely the first time somebody had a beat on here. So, 2018, we're going to be on the lookout for the Grumpy Old Man Project. Anybody want to get at you, give out your social media, give out all your information. You know what I'm saying? Instagram is at M-A-D-D-O-G underscore M-C-G-R-A-W. Where the name come from? My cousin gave me the name Mad Dog because I used to steal Mad Dog 2020 when I was 12 <laughs> and 13. So you've been drinking Mad Dog 2020? I, no. Oh, okay. I don't drink that shit no more. But then I did. It stuck. The McGraw part came. I made that up. Kind of like, you know, hip-hop, six shooters, you know, yeah. okay corral type shit. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I'm, I'm sorry. Could you, uh, you give out your social media again? Uh, Instagram, Mad Dog, M-A-D-D-O-G underscore M-C-G-R-A-W. Twitter, at M-A-D-D-O-G M-C-G-R-A-W 517. I'm not on Facebook on purpose. Yeah. Because Lancer niggas is full of shit on <laughs> Facebook. They got a petty group. Long story short, you know how I petty group says it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's it. I stay on Instagram and Twitter. I don't do anything else. Okay, yeah. So like we always say, you can reach us at TCE Pod. That's on Instagram and Twitter, TCE Pod. If you want to be a part of the show or you want to advertise with the show, PR at TCOHH.org. PR at TCOHH.org. Like we always say, every connection star want to introduce We don't always say that, though. I you do say that. Say yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, we. You yeah, feel yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? What the we, fuck? I'm man? just yo, you sound mad scrippy, yeah, bro. Yeah, I listen that's to scripted. This shit. Like, what the fuck? That's <laughs> off my fuck? shit. Like, yeah. I wrote that in my head like i get okay, my writers credit yeah. for that well every inch every connection do start with an introduction and baby. you know what that is so true because we've been connected with motherfuckers we've been trying to get connected with for so long and, and didn't the, even know and it and didn't even they know it the introduction, introduction. Yeah. that we still ain't had the introduction but the introduction is like there yeah guaranteed and you know why shit like that happened why because i want for my brother what i want for myself that wasn't scripted so what <laughs> all right <laughs>